One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Owen, uh, great to have you on the show. How's things? Good, Noel. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'd say you're in a great form. I've seen you had a, a good win with the club with Whitehall Column Kill recently in the in the senior two. So you must have been delighted with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, two weeks ago now, maybe at this stage, but it was great. Uh, we won it after a replay. Um, so it was a good, good campaign. All the games were, were close enough, uh, which makes it exciting and makes the to finish all the sweeter so um oh yeah like in, in the club i don't have a, a massive amount of medals or success or anything like that so uh, it meant a lot to me and it meant a lot to um people that have been involved in the club for a long time in, in the background and, and players as well so it was great and center forward of all places i've seen you scored four points from play so you're getting up the field a bit more Yeah, well, maybe makeshift now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it would translate across into uh, intercounty, but it was more just try catch the ball and, and run away from people. But uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, a nice change of position. Um, try to play maybe a more expressive style of hurling than trying to stop people. So it was a, a definitely a breath of fresh air. Well, you got that experience in the hurling and the football this year with Whitehall. Um, did you find it enjoyable? I suppose it's not as You're not, if you make a mistake, it's probably not, uh, the consequences aren't as bad out there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely more so than, than fullback. Uh, no, I, I've always been a, a forward in, in football. That's where I play is, is full forward. Um, I re really enjoy it. It's more of a a different approach to games that you're trying to, to get on the score sheet, trying to, to make things click and, and happen. Whereas maybe as a, a back, sometimes you're, you're going out to mark one of their key men and it's more about shutting them down and protecting a goal. So uh, probably is a, a, a little bit more enjoyable in, in one aspect that you can uh, try express yourself and, and try different things, try get on the score sheet, try maneuvers, run-ins behind, whatever the, the case may be, it's it's more of an expressive style than a stopper of a fullback. Yeah, nice, nice and refreshing, I'd say, to get out there. Um, you had, uh, I suppose it was an interesting season last year, like you, you started well with the, with the Dublin Hurlers and then a disappointing end and then you went in with the footballers. Um, I suppose, like, how, how did that come about, first of all, the link with the footballers? Um, had you played underage or was it just you got a call and you said you'd, you'd be mad to go? Yeah, yeah. I've always um, 
I've always played football for the club and I played um, minor and under 21 for, for Dublin teams. So um, so was the link probably would have, would have always been there. I, I had Daisy at a manager in, in minor and 21, so I'd know him well enough. Um, so just, uh, I suppose, that the split season uh, offered an opportunity that wasn't there before. And, and unfortunately for the, the hurlers, when we got knocked out early, um, it's just it was a, a rare opportunity to, to try something new. Um, and from my own opinion, try um, a fresh challenge and a, a new approach and to try learn from from a team that had been on the, the road a long time. So uh, I was I was more than happy to, to take the opportunity up. Like, were you surprised when you got that call maybe four or five years out of playing underage with Dublin and were, were you not um, were you not like yeah I, I was surprised like I like you know as 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 a player you probably have to thought that you'd be there thereabouts the level but I suppose when the call came through I never expected it in a, in a split season kind of view that maybe the thought had always crossed my mind that maybe at some stage I, I might try it a, a full year but uh, a split season I'd, I'd never considered so uh, from that aspect I definitely was surprised yeah. And how did you find it in there like because there are obviously different games hurling football but how did you find the difference I suppose between the training one of them I suppose hurling maybe I don't know. Is it, did you find it was much of a difference between the the two in the camps? Yeah, I, I was actually I was really surprised at the the difference between them. Like they're both obviously part of the GA, but they're they're completely different games. Um, and I was playing in a more uh, central position with the with the footballers. I was playing maybe in the in more in the half back line, midfield line. Um, with the footballers, where I, I played full forward with the club, so it was a, a steep learning curve. Um, from the tactics point of view in terms of passing a man on in terms of picking someone up in terms of knowing when to run when to, to hold back um so it was a, a, i couldn't get over the the amount of, of differences between the, the hurling and the football um i think the hurling is is very heavily tactics based but it's so fast that it eliminates a lot of what teams try to do and it's very much um win your one-on-one battle to a large extent and then the, the tactics come in after that whereas with the football it might take with a with the opposition short kick out might take 15 20 seconds to, to build the ball down the pitch so it can be quite um a lot of off the ball decisions a lot of off the ball tactics so, so uh, it was definitely a, a unique learning curve for me it was something maybe that uh, I'll try bring across some some learnings into the hurling yeah i'd say it probably takes a little bit of getting used to that like maybe in the hurling you're maybe more playing off instinct and then in the football like is it a little bit of a surprise you nearly have to check yourself a small bit before doing things maybe yeah no absolutely um and and like even even small things like the your defending style that in hurling you have to be so close to someone because they can score from from any distance nearly at this stage and from the sideline and, and positions in, in football that you'd never um even dream of shooting or, or taking a scoring opportunity so your whole approach to um defending it, it changed in hurling i i, I take the I take the opinion and, and approach that I, I try to stop my man getting the ball at all costs, whereas in football, it, maybe it, it's not possible at all to do that, that you have to uh, to concede on a hand pass or a loop and, and hold him out and try to push him towards uh, a sideline. So, like, it's, I know, as I said already, they're both in the GA, but they're, they're chalk and cheese when it, you really break it down. Um, I was listening to an interview with, uh, recently on and where you talked about growing up and playing a bit of cricket when you were growing up and I suppose it's a long way from Hurling and it's a long way from Whitehall too. Um, you might just tell us a bit uh, about that. 
Yeah, so um, it's a bit of a, an unusual story. My uh, parents uh, were working with a charity over in uh, Botswana and Zimbabwe. So they lived there for 10 years and I lived there for about, I think it was six, maybe coming on seven when I when I came to Ireland. So um, far from, from Hurling is right where I was raised. Um, so we were just like cricket on the streets, a lot of football, but kind of just more messing around as, as probably everyone at, at that age um, did. But it is certainly a, a more unique story that I never expected when I was playing cricket on the, on the, the road in Zimbabwe that I'd be coming talking to you now as a, as a Dublin hurler. So what age were you when you moved over to Whitehall then? Yeah, so I would have been, I'm, I moved straight to Whitehall from Zimbabwe, so I would have been about six, I think, um, and then joined the, the local club as as anyone would. Uh, both my parents are, are from the country. My, my dad's from Wisconsin, my mom's from Wexford. So uh, we, we live in the, the Whitehall catchment area. So uh, a letter came in the door and we just went up to, to Ellenfields there beside Whitehall Church and uh, I suppose never looked back from then. How did you find it moving over? I suppose you're probably, you're only six, you won't remember too much, but maybe the, the cold weather might have been a bit of a shock. I remember a surprise, I remember the rain, the culture shock was uh, was something else that um, just, it was, it was a completely different climate, completely different people. Uh, the idea of wearing a coat outside and even things like runners and uh, trousers, we'd always just leg it around in your, your bare feet and a pair of shorts, whereas you come to Ireland and it's, it's bald to cold and when you ran out on the road to play football and you're in your your bare feet you're kind of getting a few looks but um as a kid you adapt quite quickly um you know people were were, were great at helping us set in in the in the club and uh, i have three other brothers who who are making the same transition so um we were all fairly handy at, at that age so the club were fairly welcoming in and making sure we adapted quite quickly Lovely. Yeah. Um, I'd say we're just running out of time there on, but um, I suppose looking ahead to next year, a new manager in Hall Donoghue, and um, we were actually talking to Paddy Smith recently, and he said he never had any doubt in his mind that, that you were going to come back to the hurlers, so you're, you're all systems go for, for next year anyway. Yeah, well, I suppose the, the line I've been using, Nile is I never left the hurlers. Uh, the hurling was, was finished up for the year, and I put a message in the WhatsApp saying that... Um, I'll be back uh, ready for this year, and, and that's uh, the plan I'm sticking to. If you're looking forward to the year, have you been talking to Michal yet? Or I suppose it's probably yeah, yeah, no, I, I've been ta- I've been chatting to him. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's a brilliant appointment. Um, you know, he's he's been there and done it and won at the the highest level. So we have a, a lot to learn from him, um, and he's a, a great backroom team coming in with him. So. I think he uh, he knows what it takes and he knows the the structure and system to put in place and it's just up to players then to um, take responsibility and, and to drive things because that's really uh, who crosses the white line at the end of the day and it, it's players that have to, to stand up to it. Okay and obviously like you've lost um, one or two players but I suppose you'd see from winning with your own club in the senior two um, there was a bit of controversy with Ned Barrow at the weekend but they had a good win too and um, Kill McCutt are going well. So I suppose you'd see that there's um, there's plenty of young players and new players sh- putting their hands up as well. Of course, yeah. And I think you see the the, the age profile across the board getting younger and younger. Um, so yeah, exciting to, to get some new talent into the group. I think there's a lot of players uh, across Dublin that are have had gym programs from early ages. They've been have really good hurling coaches they've been hurling on walls and everything like that so i think there's a, a lot of talents coming through and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can add to the to the team and the setup and 
the approach we've always taken is that when when one person steps away, it's just the the next man up and they fill the role. Okay, and just last question: uh, thoughts on the new Dublin jersey? I'm a big fan. I'm wearing it here. I don't know if you can see. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. I think it's maybe more of a back to uh, Dublin's roots with the the navy. But uh, I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to to seeing in a in a team environment. But I think that the reaction has been fairly positive. That's good. Listen, thanks a million for that one. Best of luck. No, good now. to see you again. All the best. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.